I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome back to Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the evening of the 3rd of February, 7 o'clock at night. And it's just myself, Darren, and I'm with Tony tonight. It's only the two years, but at least it's your favourite too. So we're back to discuss Celtic v Aberdeen. We obviously previewed it last week briefly. We were meant to come back with an episode, but the lack of transfers and time after that sort of depressed us. So this is us just back now. Obviously, we're being team that Brendan Rodgers has his best record against. We were hoping to be back discussing an impressive victory at Pataudry, but it was a very lacklustre one each draw. Quite a few things to discuss through the performance as a whole, what it means for the season, probably talk about the board, probably talk about the recruitment team, probably talk about the manager, the support, you know how it goes when times are like these. So, Tony, I'll bring you in. As I say, it's just the two years, but we felt that we had to get something out because today was yet another unacceptable performance. Aye, <laughs> it's uh, unacceptable and extremely predictable. I think uh, me and you both said I, th- I thought we were going to get beat. I says one nil Miofsky. We obviously get the draw. It's uh, yeah, yeah, I think most people listening. This is a this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. I think a really dramatic collapse. I do I do know where to start. I actually listened back to. Uh, episode after Hearts beat us 2-0 and how we says then the desperate need for quality and how we had no faith in the recruitment team and the board actually producing it and obviously now the window's shut and to be fair to Kuhn, he scored and I, I thought uh, either looked okay so I'm not going to have a go at the guys at all it's really not their fault but it's just, it's quite laughable it's, you would actually think the board are deliberately trying to lose the league it's just madness, I mean, the first half today we were okay and we, we should have scored a couple but we've, we've been like that for a while where we don't take our chances then a guy who I say is Hammershank when we should sign scores against us thought Narofsky second half just all over the place, Liam Scales looked so slow and we ended up with a second choice right back playing at left back as opposed to signing a left-back. It's obviously, because Brendan's been at his presser, and I've seen it, he get pressed quite well by one of the fan media, to be fair. He was kind of half-defending the board, then trying to agree with the fans, and then really just agreeing with the board, no one to point fingers. So if, if he's happy with that business, and I don't know what's happened to him, I don't know if he's banged his head or something, because the business was atrocious. I think we're weaker now. 
because much as I'm not a fan of David Turnbull or Mikey Johnson, I think David Turnbull was a third top scorer. Mikey Johnson was coming on or starting most games. We've got rid of the two, get rid of Quan, get rid of Tilio, and only brought two in. So it's just it's just been the most baffling season ever. And it's kind of it's kind of reached crisis point. I think now as we record, Rangers have already won three 0 so the gap's cut to three points, and they've got a game in hand. So the league's just at the minute right in the balance. But I think in terms of the two clubs, they're, they're very positive. They really like their manager. I don't think they've got any issues with their board at the minute. I could be wrong. Whereas we, well, I'm speaking for us, and a lot of people I know hate the board, hate Desmond, hate the recruitment team. And some people don't like the manager. I still, I still like Brendan, but I don't know how long that's going to last. So you've kind of got a recipe for disaster there. Now, in the summer, we were told we were planning for January. And we knew in the summer we needed a goalkeeper on the left back. We get to January and the excuses are, the players just didn't, the clubs wouldn't let the players go. And I'm thinking, did you double the, the offer? Did you... Did you speculate? Did you did you pay over the odds? Maybe did you offer to pay well over the odds just to get Brendan his man? I'm assuming the answer to that would be would be absolutely not. So for me, I think you've seen it on social media. I've come off Twitter now. I had a, my last swipe at the board before I went, and then I just logged out. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. We've got guys commenting our stuff. We'll back the team, and are you even real fans? And see somebody calling us poison. I'm going. Fucking wake up. Come on, fuck. We don't want to be spewing fucking bile and having a go at people all the time, but these guys are multi-millionaires off the back of us putting money in and they're taking us for a ride and you get happy with all the same shit, 11 titles out the last 12. Should be 12 out of 12. How's, how's, about, that? how's about that for spoiled and entitled? The team with the most money and the best players and the best managers, we should be in 12 in a row. You can call me spoiled and entitled all you want. That's just the truth. And we would be if it wasn't for massive missteps by Peter Lowell, i.e. employing Neil Lennon, i.e. not properly backing Brendan Rodgers five years ago. So for me, don't get me wrong, domestically I've enjoyed it the last decade or so. It's been great. European has been symbolic. 20 years on, still not won a knockout tie. I think that record will go on for a good while, the way it's looking. It's just, I guess, a bit boring for me. I think people say how do you change it? You obviously don't give them money, and I understand that's hard to to know the new year season ticket. For me, my investment in Celtic will probably get in by ninety five percent next season. So that that's just me. I just I just obviously with the travelling as well. I just can't really dedicate my life to fill the pockets of people who I detest. If I've been totally honest, people that I really 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 dislike and. I don't want to support them. I love the club and I love the, I, I, I do like a lot of the players and I want to support them. But in terms of founding thousands to, to, to the board, I just can't really justify it anymore. I, I dislike them that much. I probably hate some of them. I know that sounds really dramatic, but just just the way I think that they, when the fans revolt against them, they kind of go, oh, fuck, these scumbags having a go at us. How dare they? They're singing sack the board and law will get to fuck. Oh, no signings for them. What, these fans have turned up Neil Lennon's sack because he's fucking shy? Oh, no chance. We'll give him another three months to rip the club to bits. So that's their kind of mentality. So uh, I'm just, I'm not really, I'm not really going to back that up anymore. I think Melbourne and Twitter put it absolutely perfectly. He's kind of accepted that the Celtic he wants is to be, isn't it going to happen? And I'm at that point as well. I think Celtic can be so much better. I'm utterly, utterly convinced we can be in the European stage, in the recruitment stage. 
on even the fucking state of the pitch. There's so many different things that I would like to be better, and I think it could be if you had actual proper football people in, as opposed to my son's needing a job. We'll put him in there. Well, here, my two boys are needing a job. I head of scouting for Stanton's boy, assistant manager for his other boy, and Peter, your boy's the head of recruitment. It's just fucking, it's like chewing a fat sketch. It's just totally daft and it's laughable. The, the nepotism fucking never says that word so much in my bastard life. But it's, it's just, it's just really mental. And then, uh, I, I can't, as I say, with the Twitter stuff, I'm not going back on there until, until May, unless I might not even bother going back at all. It's just people sticking up for their board. And I'm going, why, like, why are you batting for these multi-millionaires who couldn't give a flying fuck about you, who are running the club into a disaster here. I mean, we talk about this 70 million in the bank. When we don't get the Champions League money and that money's going to get down a lot. So that means Matt O'Reilly's probably going to go in the summer. So we'll be downgrading. And I don't think we'll win the league. That's my thinking anyway. I mean I just I don't see how I don't think the squad's good enough. I think I don't think the unity that Rogers is talking about, there's no unity there. So they're going to get a lot of money. And they'll spend it. They spend money they don't. Never make money they, they do. So I think the summer you'll be downgrading again and they'll be upgrading. So I think I think it'll go back to kind of even Stevens all the time and really we should have buried them a long time ago. I mean, whether it would have been good long term in terms of the financial aspect of Scottish football, I don't know. But nobody less now they're concerned we should have buried them and, and we've failed to. So on the game the day, second half was disgraceful. We just looked wide open. We, we looked so weak. I think it was quite a scared team when when teams kind of... It took whoever's managing Aberdeen 45 minutes to work out. Maybe if I press Celtic's poorer players, they might make mistakes. Uh, lo and behold, that's what happened. So I think if it wasn't for Joe Hart, they'd get beat. The goal we scored, I think, was just a, a, a deflection, wasn't it, for Kuhn? So, same as the one last week, Alistair Johnson was a deflection. So it's just not really happening in a... I think this transfer window's going to come back and bite us in the ass. but the, the, the most annoying thing about it is nothing's a surprise. Like you were, It would have been a surprise for me if after we beat the Huns the next day, we announced a left-back, a striker, and a, maybe a midfielder and a goal-turner. These are the guys we've signed. We've put £20 million in. We've all been analysed. We've used our data. We've been looking at them since this date. We've been negotiating since this date. Let's get them right into the team. So for me, it's such a poorly run club. I really don't like the people that run it. So I think now for anybody that's still kind of no woken up, you're maybe a game or two away for the Huns winning a treble. Now, if you'd have said that to me last year when the big Aussie was was ripping up Scottish football, I'd probably have laughed at you. But it's a it's a real possibility now. And is is that what it's going to get for kind of fans to finally see? See through this mob that runners and go, Desmond, please sell up, fuck off. Lawwell, come on, you've taken enough millions, piss off. And then these other people on the board that have been there forever, it's just, I don't know if that's what it's going to take to get rid of them, but it'll be a great day when, when Desmond and the Lawwells, the people like Michael Nicholson, he gets away with murder as well, because as I said before, Lawwell's the bogeyman, he's still the doing paper CEO, he's fucking useless as well. So once all these guys are away and you've got a better, a better group running with a clear vision, it'll be a much better day. But for me, I know I saw probably people going, Jesus, fucking need a drink after listening to him. I, I think we'll lose the league and I think there's a good chance that we won't win the Scottish Cup and our rivals might. So pretty disgraceful, really easily avoidable, but that's just our board and the recruitment team. That's what happens. And I was talking to my dad the day and I said, see, you wouldn't sack me if, if I was running Celtic into the ground. And I think my dad would have. I think my dad would have sacked me for these two 
windows if I was ahead of recruitment, so and he would be right to. So I just shite to be back doing these kind of rant and raving under hands. We, we barely ever podded. We were too busy getting drunk celebrating. One last point. I know you're probably fell asleep. People keep saying, "Oh, are the fans having to get the ball for a title race?" We absolutely do. We were six points behind Angie's big season. I loved it. It was a great title race. And we were all united. We were right behind them. And guess what? We won it. This is a title race that our board the manufactured. Our board have caused the title race. And the manager as well. He needs to take blame for some of the garbage performances. The issue is there shouldn't be a title race this year. And again, oh, spoiled and entitled. Well, rubbish. That's just the truth. We should have spent and improved on a treble winning side. And we haven't. And now we're, we're not only in a title race, we're the second favourites. I think you're absolutely right. I'll got a lot to cover as well. I'm glad you get your rant because it makes me feel a bit better about my rant coming up. So just on the day, overall, I thought it was, as you stated, no surprise, completely predictable. So the first half, we obviously dominated. We had a lot of the ball, but I thought that was purely doing the Aberdeen staying off us and no really pressing us. And they sort of invited the game into their final third. We had very few clear-cut chances, I thought. I thought that the Abada one that led to Palmer's offside goal, Abada's shot was... Pitiful. I thought he should have done so much better with that and it should have been put away. Palmer's then offside. I think we had a chance with Bernardo where it sort of dropped him and he tried a cute wee chip thing that hit the top of the crossbar. I thought he should have done better with that. I thought we actually put a few decent balls in the box through Burnaby and Palmer and we just didn't have anybody there. Kyogo wasn't near it and there wasn't really anybody attacking them. But then not scoring before half time was just criminal and I don't know if that guy that was coaching Aberdeen was a youth coach or just a reserve coach, a first team coach, whatever he was, but he clearly got Aberdeen in a half time and told them, basically told them how shite we really are and that we were there to be caught at. And it was no no real surprise to me that they had a goal setting half and got plenty of joy. The Muirfsky goes criminal. It comes from Burnaby. I think he tries to pass in at Bernardo and it's just never on and leads to them just breaking scales as took out with one ball. And Narotsky just backs off and backs off and backs off and backs off. And you're thinking, what are you doing? Like, just go him, stand him up and force him outside. But he just continually backs off. Like, he was, he's just so slow. Narotsky, I liked him when he came on in the derby game at New Year. But he's just, he's so, so slow that it's like both are centre-halves are. And I think Narotsky sort of shifts as if he's going to go right and he goes to go that way. And the time Narotsky shifts it back on his left, Narotsky's nowhere near and it's decent enough finish, but it should never have got to that point. I think that you mentioned it, like, and we were talking about it in a group chat, like, with a guy like Mioski, like, if the board don't want to employ proper scouts and a proper recruitment team, it would have been easy just to pick up somebody like him in our league who might have cost, what, three, four million pounds, but you know what, it might have shut the support up and think people who don't think that about like, a guy like Mioski, who's like a 24-year-old international, I think he's, I've seen he scored 18 goals last season and he's on 19 already this season. It would have been an absolutely fine signing for us. And it, then days after the transfer window closes, he's punishing us. And I think it's just a bit snobbish of people who think that just because he plays in the league that he wouldn't necessarily improve us. I thought then after that, Aberdeen probably should have scored another one or two and put the game maybe out of sight for us and at the time they would have probably deserved it because we just seemed to fall to pieces every time a bit of pressure get put on us we, we looked like we were going to capitulate but fair play to us we did come back in a game and as you mentioned that's two games running now where our only goal of the game has came from what a massive deflection obviously last week Alistair Johnston and this week through Nicholas Kuhn I thought it was decent enough link up play as you said that 
Ida was involved in it was early days for him. I'm sure we'll come on to him at some point, but he looked decent enough. But uh, I obviously good for Kuna get his first goal again. Another one. It's just too early to sort of assess what he's going to bring to the team. And I think the fact that there were only two goals in the last week has came from deflections. Just sort of sums up where our play is at the moment. We're just no clinical with no bite about us. And I think we scored that goal in the 62nd minute or something just after that. And we had obviously we included injured time about half an hour to then go on, but we seem to just retreat and say, no, what, we're just going to try and bore Aberdeen to defeat, and we'll just pass and pass and pass, and then if you're not sure, pass it back to the keeper and then pass it between the centre-halves. It was just, I felt there was no real pace in the team, no inspiration, and if it keeps going like that, there's probably no chance it will win any trophy this season, which seems quite incredible. And through the team, I thought, like, Hart, like I said, how bad it was, I am like you last week, I never take notes, but I did take notes for the day just because it annoyed me so much. I thought Hart had two big saves, but at the same time, his distribution was just absolutely criminal in the amount of times. He was like, just either still on his line or just didn't come out when he really should have. I think that'll eventually cost his goals. And I think that anybody that thinks that he probably shouldn't have had some pressure put on him by bringing a new keeper in in January should be really considering that. Uh, Bernabe, Bay, I thought, as I said, a couple of good balls in the first half, but his position is just terrible. He, like, he's so all over the place and people some people might say that's just through lack of minutes but it just looks like he's never going to be good enough for us and as I said it's his poor pass that starts the account of the goal and I think that's why he was substituted I think Rogers just had enough of it and was raging at him for it Scales I'm not going to go on about it I've said it plenty on here I don't think he's good enough to be a, one of your first choice centre half too slow and Although there's a lack of centre-halves available at the moment, it does seem a bit like there's still this project for the manager and some parts of support who really bigged them up when he did come in the team. I think he's just completely bang average and we should be aiming higher. Naroch going on about him during my wee rant there. He's he's too slow, cost a goal. What his first booting was harsh. I thought the Aberdeen players sort of just glided into him. But that booting was still given, obviously, so he probably should have been sent off. It was a... Well, a stupid tackle he made and he could have easily been sent off and uh, yeah as I said pathetic of their goal and I think that just again really shows the difference between guys like him like him and Scales and then we compare them with guys like Carter Vickers and even Starfelt last season like, I don't think that type of goal would have happened if, if we had a better quality of centre half yeah, Alistair Johnson didn't do too much I thought he was completely average again and did like, I think majority of the time doesn't really add much to the team McGregor I, I was really disappointed with McGregor the day I thought team needed to be picked up after that going behind and it didn't really seem to happen there's been games like against Rangers and other games when we've went behind where McGregor's really sort of grabbed the team bit of scruff of the neck and brought us back into it but I thought he was that was a bit missing the day and I thought he was very lucky that Joe Hart bailed him out when Shinny sort of one header when the ball was in the air and led to that chance that Hart saved from Shinny, I thought McGregor was completely to blame for that and I know some people are saying it would have been a foul but I don't think it would have been, I thought Shinny just out-battled him for the ball there O'Reilly, he's been poor the last two games and I don't think that's any surprise that we in turn have then been poor as a team obviously unlucky with the shot that hit the post, I think it was deflected onto the post and out for a corner, even then I thought he had a great chance in the 96th minute that, I don't know I've not seen it back but it looked like he just sort of panicked and throws for a split setting and it led to a corner that we've done nothing with but aye he's he's really quieting down Bernardo ineffective again obviously as I said should have scored with that one in the first half I felt 
fell out of the game completely. Bada should have done better with a shot that led to Palmer's offside goal. Kyogo, a couple of nice runs. But again, another game that he's not really done enough. I thought he was slightly better when we made the subs and he sort of dropped deep and was able to link up a bit more. Um, Lewis Palmer, I've, I've went on about him for a few weeks now. I think he's probably the most frustrating player in the squad because he's constantly involved. But for me, whether it's a cross or a shot, you're only getting about one or two out of ten that are of like an acceptable quality uh, end product from him. I think he's really frustrating. And I just, I'm not going to go into too much about subs because as, as we've said, they're sort of, the Ralston one was just, like, that, that did annoy me because he just looked so out of place and nowhere near what we need to be doing like for our squad level. Never mind players that are coming on and making an impact like that. And for him to come on at left back, he just looked so uncomfortable and, it was either Rogers turning around and saying to the board, this is what you've left me with at left back, by the way, or it was just they did get that rage in a Burnaby cost in the counter-attack that led to their, uh, the Aberdeen goal. But aye, and that, that bring, sort of brings me on to the manager, I think. We've probably been, gave him a bit more time than a lot of people and a lot of podcasts maybe have, because we obviously came back, we were delighted and we thought we were getting this high standard of manager and of course he is that but don't think he's really demonstrated that as such and a lot of people are talking about should his position be looked at and I think I don't think that's too like out of the question now I think when Rangers got rid of Beal we were eight clear pretty much nine clear I think we would have had that much a superior goal difference at the time so for him to sort of chuck that lead that space of time since Clement's come in is pretty poor and it really should be getting questioned and don't get me wrong, I don't think the board will because I think we've got an absolute failure there board and we've got an absentee landlord and Dermot Desmond who's too busy playing golf with DJ Khaled and PGA pros to worry about sacking Brendan Rodgers. It's it's not even just the form that we're in now that's putting his position under strain. I think it's the style of football. It's something that a lot of people have went on about all season and I think the last few weeks have been particularly apparent of it where like the styles just know what you expect and especially coming off the of Ange and I know like, Brendan's never going to look to emulate the football Ange played, but the, the drop down in sort of tempo and excitement is just so notable at the moment. And it's to me, it looks like he's either trying to get these poor players to play a style of play that they're just not capable of, or we have got good, the other alternative is that we've got good players that have been poorly coached, whether that's through him or the coaches are there. And I, I just, I, I go back to it, I just I don't think you'd ever seen that sort of level of. The, the pace and tempo of the game I don't think you'd have had that in an Ange team the last two seasons which which hurts to say because I'm a big fan of the manager but I don't blame people at this moment if they don't think he's the man to lead us forward because it's, there's a lot of questions around him at the moment and I know he got asked about the banner that was shown up at Dodger today and for anybody who's not seen it, it was, I think it was from Boys Celtic and it says on, on your head be it to the Celtic board and it was like he refused to comment on that and that's fair enough. I'm not expecting a war of words with the board in public, but he's he's got to watch because if he looks like he's part of the establishment with him and he looks like part of the old boys club, and obviously after the Ross County game, I felt that he sort of turned on the fans a bit when he says, if it's no the board, it's me. If it's no me, it's uh, or if it's no result, it's me. And I thought he's, he's got to watch because he's no get masses of goodwill in the bank from a lot, so he, he is in a bit of danger, I think. And I, I think there's a lot more eyes on him now in terms of his position and it looks like you know, I feel like I'm watching the season in slow motion and everybody seems to see what's happening 
and he might be a sort of casualty here if he is he does then go a lot of people don't think he'll be here next season and I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case because something's got to change either we've got to have a complete overhaul of the board and the recruitment team and try and modernise the club which looks very unlikely or he's either going to get punted because we just completely capitulate or he's going to walk because he's frustrated at no one back and at the moment I don't think he's earning that wage that saw him made the most paid Celtic manager in history, highest paid Celtic manager in history and I don't know about you Tony, I'll bring you back in but I think these next two games are massive for him, I think that if he doesn't win the two games, that being Hibs away on Wednesday and then St Mirren in the Cup on Sunday, I think his position really should be getting looked at, as I said I don't think that will happen because of the way our board is but what do you think about people who are sort of questioning the security of Brendan's position? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. Hi, I think, you know what, I'm probably being a bit lenient on him because I like, I like to him and have a lot of time for him because of that kind of, his football kind of, how do I put it into words without getting into detail? His kind of good football coincided with a really shite time in my life and I always kind of gave him credit for digging me out that shite time. So I think that, that that's maybe where my kind of support comes from. But if I take my, my green-tinted specs off, I think he should be under immense pressure. He's getting paid masses amount of money. He couldn't be a struggling St. Johnson team who'd been dusted by Stenhouse Muir. Couldn't be a struggling Motherwell team fell over the line against Derek Adams, Ross County, and then couldn't he beat a kind of rudderless Aberdeen team who don't have a manager? So, And he's out the League Cup. Europe was poor, if, if I've been honest. And he's, he's, he's saying he's happy with these players. So for me, he is a part of the establishment. And I don't think he's going to throw the board under the bus. And let me tell you something, if he loses the next two games, he's going nowhere unless he walks. The board are no paying out. Six million pounds or whatever it is to sack him. He's a three-year deal, and we're made to believe he's he's in three million a year. We're never sacking him. We don't sack managers until it's to an apps until fucking shit's hit the fan. I mean, I think the Rangers board two idiots as well. Let's be honest, they're two poorly run clubs. Just kind of they spend more than they should. We don't spend enough, but they are they're two kind of poorly run clubs. If I'm being totally honest, you need to give them a bit of credit for going. Buell was there then. Yeah, they turned around in September and went, my God, this guy's a fucking idiot. We'll sack him and we'll bring in somebody who's reasonably good. I think, if, you, if you're being honest, Clement seems to have done quite a good job. Whereas with Lennon, we went, this guy's a fucking idiot. Let's keep him for an extra four months. So I think that's where the board differ. They, they, they're scared to make big decisions. They 
he just kind of go with the flow and then wait to it's fucked and then make a decision. Uh, and if Brendan goes, if you think they're going to go and send out some kind of really good manager out there, they'll just give to Kennedy. Uh, and I've done it against John Kennedy. I'm not going to turn around and go, he's a defensive coach and all that kind of stuff. And But for me, he, he's another kind of part of the, the kind of jobs for the boys stuff where he's just been given a job for life, it looks like, which is strange. So... Uh, Brendan should be looked at. I don't think we'll win. The, I don't think we'll win the next two games. Bad as Hibs are, I put them in the same category as Aberdeen. Aberdeen are a dreadful, dreadful team, and we couldn't beat them. Had the time we play Hibs, we could be we could be second if the the Huns give the sheep a pasting. So I think he needs to just try and survive the next two games. If if we get two one 0 wins, that'll kind of do me in terms of. We'll still be in the cup. We'll still be hopefully top. Well, we'll still be top of the league because they've got the game in hand, but. Certain kind of needs to change. I, I don't think I, I'm saying I take two one nils, but if it's just four near the line against Utter Dross, I don't think that's going to be good enough for the fans. I think the fans are going to really crank the pressure up on the board at the Kelly home game. I think they're going to make their feelings known. I think that I've seen people do it saying they think that the Green Brigade have been neutered and they're under Lovell's thumb. I'm going to say that that's not the case, and uh, I think the Green Brigade will make their feelings known if they feel I need to, and obviously the board. Boys have already had that ban of the day, which is, which is spot on. It'll be on the Celtic board. If come May, the full-time muscle goes in the last game, or the last home game, for example, and the title's gone to Ibrooks, they, they'll know all about it. I'm pretty certain of that. And hopefully, if, if that does happen, hopefully it does name me win the league and we still get them out. If that happens, hopefully that, that's when they, they get major change. But for me, it's kind of... I remember being... Really negative after we, we beat off Kelly then Hearts and then we won kind of six games in a row and we beat the Huns and but this just feels a bit different. The window's shut. There's no there's no left back coming in. Greg Taylor coming back. We've already said we don't think he's good enough. Vickers is out for three weeks. Hitati's out for five to six weeks. I mean they're two of your biggest players and they have massive massive concerns for me in terms of the injuries they get. So I know what you mean in terms of slow motion. It's like watching a car crash. I know the result's going to be horrendous, but you've got to watch it anyway. That's what this season feels like. This is going to be one of the worst, I think. I, 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 there's no way to change it now. There was a chance to change it in January if we would have went out and put pressure on clubs that and gave them proper money, but God forbid that we spend shareholders' funds. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't see him beating Hibs away. He's, he's number one there. It just feels like kind of another draw. And then... St Mirren away in the cup I know we dusted them I mean maybe you get a win there you get maybe a 2-0 or something and then kill it at home it just goes and I guarantee Peter Lowell won't beat that game because he was not the Hearts game when they beat us Aye and just on the fan base I think you're right I think it's just completely disrupted at the moment everybody seems to be turning on each other and then you've even got people calling out the fellow supporters for like being upset and being angry and I think these people who arguing at the whole keep the faith and faithful through and through need to look at why these people that sit next to you at games and who are on Twitter and whatever are doing their nut why do, why are they upset and angry ask yourself that they put their life in a Celtic as well they work all week to go and watch Celtic so ask yourself rather, rather than bemoaning it and arguing with people look, try and understand where they're coming from so that you're not surprised when it does fall to pieces which is what it looks like it is and I've seen like there was a lot of people like taking notice of uh, other supports and what they think is. I, th- I think though, like because people don't have the same high standards that they for for their club as we do for ours. Like let just let them call us entitled and spoiled because Tony mentioned it earlier. We absolutely they deserve to be running Scottish football. Well, by far the wealthiest club. We should 
we should have really motored on and make it a one-horse race just about every year. But as Tony said again, it's, it's been a manufactured title race and purely from our own side because we've just seemed to have fallen to pieces. And aye, I, I, I think they're in a way they're lucky that the next two games are away from home because I, I think we at the next home game we'll probably talk to it unless we like if we come out and win three 0 Wednesday and then four 0 next Sunday, then it probably won't be as bad. But for the next games at home, I think the atmosphere's just terrible in the place. And I, I don't know, it's the one place you wouldn't want to be going, despite the fact that they lost three 0 at home to St Mirren the day. The last place you'd want to go right now would be the Road, just because as Tony said, that it's a ground that Rogers has never won it and. That's just, it's a terrible record, but he has to put that right. I think we need to go and win. As mentioned, I think if Rangers win with three goals, I think it is on Tuesday against Aberdeen, they'll go top of the league. Obviously, we've got the chance to go back ahead on Wednesday night, but with that game, I think they play that game in hand on Valentine's Day, so the game in hand's not going to be there for forever. So the points are either going to be put on the board or they won't. And right now, momentum does feel like it's wearing, but hopefully we can sort of get that win on Wednesday and then get a win in the Cup as well. Obviously, Japan get knocked out of the Asian Cup today, so that means that Daisy Maeda will be returning relatively soon. Who knows, maybe Desmond will have his private jet over there, getting him back, so he's back for Wednesday, but I'm not sure how that would work with when he'd be back and when he'll train. I don't know if Wednesday will come too soon for him. And the thing is, I think people are right to say, oh, if Bickles was there and Abada, not Abada, sorry, if Hitati was back, but these are guys that have been pretty hampered by injury this season like if you look at how many 90 minutes they've both played like I think Hitati especially like a lot of people are going to pin their hopes on Hitati coming back and sort of inspiring us towards the league but he's going to be out for another five six weeks and then he's going to then have to get match fit again and then you're going to hope that he just comes back to top form and what he is that there's going to be a lot of games played in that time and by that time we could be multiple points behind and it might not matter and that's just another frustration about the transfer window and everybody that was watching an episode on the transfer window, I think we are going to try and review it at some point and maybe review the squad, but we'll wait till we've the full squad uh, before we do that, so look out for that one. But I, 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 Tony, just before we wrap up, I'll take a quick prediction for Hibs. You've said you don't think we'll win now. Do you think we'll get beat? As I said, they did have a terrible result today as well, Hibs. I think it'll be now. now. I know that sounds so doom and gloom and people will be going, oh, this cunt's fucking, this cunt's diving me to drink. But I just, yeah, I, I mean, you look at it, the last two goals have been deflections. Kyogo's just a shadow himself. I don't know whose fault that is. I mean, manager's got to take some blame. The player, the player's run about him. I mean, he's still making the runs. You look at Narofsky the day, found him with a, a good pass. So I think we'll draw now. now. I know that's, that is doom and gloom. And if that happens, then... That puts, I think that means if the Huns win their game in hand, they would end up going two points ahead. But for me, it just it's good. I kind of feel it. We're just, it's, it's, we've not got the quality. We've, we've not got any real quality. I mean, Vickers is out. Hitati's out. I like Bernardo, O'Reilly and McGregor, but I thought they were all pretty poor the day. Palmer's all right. Abada, I don't think he wants to be here. He was okay at best. Alistair Johnson's fell off a cliff. Narofsky looks pretty poor. Scales is slow. Burnaby, I mean, I'd rather put one of us for at left back, to be totally honest. I, I thought he was all right today, but and then, it's just that you're looking at the bench and Rocco Vata, the 18-year-old that knocked his back, that's who was, he knocked back the contract with. An 18-year-old and you're gone, 
good money as this game to keep us in full position for the title. I mean, it's just fucking, it's just daft. It's, it's kind of laughable. Guys like James Forrest on the bench, I think if he came on the day, I would just have stuck my head through the telly, to be totally honest. So I can't, I can't give you any positivity. I would love to. But just, and then, you know, you look on Twitter, it's the same kind of people that, and it, don't get me wrong, you didn't need to be an Ostradamus to predict that Neil Lennon was going to make a cunt of things, but it's the same people saying the same things and the same people replying, going, keep the faith, keep the faith, and Seth Cole will go bust, and it will only be their second title, and all oh, this absolute shite. You wonder when, well, I think some people wake up when they go, fuck, we're seven points behind, there's only two games left, what's happened here, you know? So, for me, I think the support as a whole is quite divided. And then, like, see, people want to support the board, that's up to them, that's fine, I can't change people's mind. I think they're totally wrong, and I think they really need to stop supporting the board, but that's their choice. So, I think fan base is totally fractured, you know, the playing squad is not good enough. I don't know, I don't really know what's going on with the manager, and I think we've got an internet board, and I think the recruitment in summer and January has has made us the second favourites for the title. So for me, now nil on Wednesday, maybe beat St Mirren, and then Kelly, fucking God knows what that's going to be like, but I would assume Toxic would probably be the word for it. Aye, no, I don't blame you for not being too positive. I think this upcoming week sort of, it's funny, it sort of reminds me when Rogers left, and that we've got that midweek trip to Edinburgh, and then an important cup game like we did when he left, and... I don't know, I think we need to win on Wednesday. I think the league would be as good as gone if we don't. I'm going to predict a 1-0 Celtic just because I think they're a poor team as well. But then every poor team we've played this season seems to have gave us a game or points off us or beat us. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did drop points, but I'm going to say that we can get a win out of the bag and I'll go for 1-0 Celtic. So guys in my head are getting straight off a plane and putting a last-minute winner in, although hopefully it doesn't come to the last minute because I don't think I could take that. But aye, we will be back after that game, discuss whatever result comes. It really could be it at this point. Yeah, as I said, we'll hope to get a wee transfer review, maybe a squad review in the same episode. But aye, we, me and Tony just thought we'd get this episode out, react to the get more drop points. And hopefully you enjoyed it if you did. Uh, let us know what you thought uh, just search for four times a podcast wherever you're on social media and you'll find us but I cheers for taking the time to listen and we will speak to you later in the week hail hail